You're at the Over or Under Show. I'm your host, Ed Henderson. And man, it's a crazy world we live in. It has no shortages of rabbit holes. I'm not scared of rabbit holes. If you're not scared of rabbit holes, this show is for you. Let's see if we can jump in one and make our way back to the top. Welcome back once again to Over and Under. And of course, I'm your host, Ed Henderson. And I'm just delighted that you downloaded the podcast and once again decided that you'd like to hear what this crazy dude has to say about anything. You know, my wife was uh, really rubbing it in today. I think I've been at this for about a month now, and I've got 124 hits where I'm pretty proud of them, but she uh, films my little dog. They get over 800 hits at night, and I imagine by the time she gets home for lunch, they will probably be well over 1,000. So there you go. With all the time and effort that I put in this, I'm being outdone by my wife and my golden retriever. So what do I have for you today? Today's topic is going to be black homicides. We do have an epidemic of black homicides. We have an epidemic of homicides in general, regardless of, of race, but the, the black community is being hit very hard. I'm not going to say they don't die disproportionately at the hands of police officers, but this is it's such a minuscule amount of black lives that die at the hands of police officers. As a matter of fact, police officers shoot more whites every year. Now, when you factor in that blacks only make up 13% of the population, and you factor that in, that's, where, that's when you start getting the uh, factor of somewhere between two and a half, almost three times the rate of shootings of whites. But in raw numbers, twice the number of whites are shot by police officers. I want you to know that I'm also aware that this topic, like a lot of things that I've talked about, have been covered very thoroughly. And I really do hope to offer some different perspective, some different insight, some over-under perspective that somebody has not at least touched upon. Otherwise, I've wasted 20 minutes of your time, and I, and I don't want to do that. I can also tell you this. I have no desire to offend a black person. Their struggles have been real throughout the history of this country. I am a white person. I will not even pretend to know what it's like to be a black person growing up in America. I can assure you that I don't want to offend my black friends. They make up about half the people that I consider to be friends. I, like most people, I can't afford to lose friends. But I can tell you there's another higher thing I do. I will not back down speaking truth. I will not back down from sharing my feelings uh, based on possible uh, retribution from society as a whole. I'm very grateful that I live in a country that, at least in 3-9-2022, I can still safely and freely speak my mind. I might get censored. This this might get thrown off. I don't know. It might be canceled out. But I will not ever give away that cherished right that so many people, black and white, have died for. I can tell you something else that I really don't want to do. I don't want to add one more shred of misinformation. My God, there is more than enough misinformation. And unfortunately, 
they're, they're just not insignificant people. I mean, it comes from our White House press secretary, the White House itself. It comes from major news media outlets. I'm not talking about the National Enquirer, who sometimes gets it better than the media sources getting blurred. You can't even hardly tell the uh, supermarket tabloids from the the primetime news at night. So I, I, I really don't want to be part of that, I promise you. And if, if I make a mistake, it's an honest mistake. I've really looked at trying to figure out what is going on because Black Lives Matter has been raging for at least six or seven years now, right? Yet the amount of black deaths are going up by police and also even more so within their communities. So let's, let's look at a couple of numbers and um, see if I can bring something different to this conversation. Now, before we get into it, let's see if I can put some perspective before we get into the topic at hand. And if you don't like that, it's your fault. You tuned in. Okay, so chances of winning the lottery, you have a chance of 1 in 13,983,816. I don't even know how to say it. It's such a big number. You've got almost 1 in 14 million chance of hitting the lottery. Now, let's look at uh, police shootings. If you're a female you have a 1 in 33,000 chance of being shot by a police officer. If you are a male, you have a 1 in 2,000 chance of being shot by a police officer. If you're a black male, you have a 1 in 1,000 chance of being shot by a police officer. Now, you got to buy a lotto ticket to even possibly win, but when I buy a lotto ticket, I go to sleep at night and I'm thinking to myself, wow, what would I do with a million dollars? And the other part of it is tempered with uh, the chances of winning are not very good, but you can't win if you don't buy the ticket, folks. When I thought to myself, just simply by being a male, that I had a one in 2,000 chance of being killed by a police officer, I'm, I got some age on me now. I've probably been pulled over a half a dozen times, I'd say probably uh, half those times, I was probably doing something wrong. Something was out of date. I was speeding. Maybe I had something deficient on my vehicle. And probably half those times, they were just a routine check. I'm not really sure why I pulled over, why I got pulled over. I'll share one, hopefully before I get to the end of the podcast, it had to deal with me and my friend getting pulled over in South Florida me and him had two different reactions to the police officer. I was a driver. It was really two different two different outcomes with how we dealt with those police officers. And it's an interesting story. I don't know if we'll get to it. But I want you to know I told you I didn't want to give you any misinformation. Most of my information comes from FBI databases, mostly from the year 2019, some from 2018. I've got injury facts from the National Safety Council, a study done at Rutgers University cited in the Rutgers Today that was dated 8-18-2019. And then I have from the Violency Policy Center, Black Homicide Victimization in the United States, an analysis of 2018 homicide data. And very quickly, FBI database from 2019, they had a total of 998 people killed. Of that 998, 449 of them were white, makes up 45% of all people shot by police officers. 229 were black. Um, they represent 23%. Hispanics, 16%. At a rate, a number of 159 of them were shot by police officers. And if you will allow me to go off topic, uh, because this is a black, about black homicides. 
Can you, whether you're black or white, do you, can you understand why white people don't get outraged at that number, 449? I mean, that is almost double the amount of black people that are shot. I mean, are we just assuming that every one of those 449 people shot by police officers deserve to be shot, that there were no mistakes made, that we actually got the bad guy in those cases? Could it be that out of all those 449 white people that were shot in 2019, not one of them did the media pick up on or decide that it needs to play 24-7 where you get to see probably one of the most tragic events that you will ever see, that a human losing his life, not one of those 449 people were worthy of the uh, media, media and social media, not one of them was worthy of the attention that a black life, black lives get. So you best believe black lives do matter and a lot of people could draw the conclusion that white lives do not matter. If things are driven statistically, again, I'll just say it, a female has a chance of 1 in 33,000 chance of being shot. A male has a 1 in 2,000. Again, do we, do we need to have a male lives matter? You know, back to giving the comparison of the lottery ticket, you're not going to win if you don't buy a ticket. And in, and in that same thought, I will tell you that whether you're female, male, or black, there's a lot that you can do to contribute to being one of those to be considered in that unfortunate classification of being killed by a police officer. You know, when I watch a lot of body cam footage, I'm not going to say I don't ever see where a police officer probably should not have taken that life, but man, I sure do see a lot of contributory action on the part of the person that he's dealing with that contribute to that overall situation. Man, I know I'm going off topic. This is probably going to make for a bad show, and I apologize, but these lives matter too. They were white people. And I'm begging you, black and white, to go watch these killings of these gentlemen. One is uh, Daniel Shaver. He was shot on January 18th, 2016. I won't make any comments, but I will tell you that that police officer still has his job today. I would also like to call your attention to the death of Tony Tempa, August 2016. To the best of my knowledge, every one of those police officers still have their jobs. Tony Tempa, August 2016. You can pull up, see the footage on YouTube. And again, I'm not going to make any comments. See if you see any resemblance to another infamous death of a citizen at the hands of police. And yet you've probably never heard those names. They didn't play 24-7 on uh, the news. If somebody hadn't brought it to my attention, I would not have known about it. And I'm a news junkie. Okay, let's see if I can get on point and stay on point this time. Okay, this is from the FBI. 2019. In 2019, most, 78.3% of the 13,927 murder victims for whom supplemental data were received were male. Of murder victims for whom race was known, 54.7% were black or African American, 42.3% were white, and 3.1% were of other races. Race was unknown for 234 victims based on expanded homicide data table two. So if you want to break this down, this is an overview. If you want to go to their site, they do have expanded tables. More than 50%, 50.6 of all murders for which the UCR program received supplemental data were single victim, single offender situations. Of the offenders for whom gender was known, 88% were male. Do you think that's why maybe males are shot at a higher rate than females? Remember, females are shot at one to 33,000 and males 
have a one in 2,000 chance of dying at the hands of a police officer. They're responsible for 88%, regardless, not even taking race into account. Males are responsible for 88% of them. When the race of the offender was known, 55.9% were black or African-American, 41.1% were white, and 3.0% were of other races. The race was unknown for 4,752 offenders. Okay, so when we're looking at the database and we see that whites die at a rate twice the amount of, of blacks, but blacks are three times, two and a half to three times more likely to be shot by a police officer, both statements are true, both statements are correct because it's based on the fact that blacks make up 13% of the population. So when that's factored in, they have a much more likely chance of being shot by a police officer. But is it because they are black and there's some type of racist element within the system that targets them? Or could it possibly be this? When the race of the offender was known, according to the FBI, 55.9, let's round that to 56%. 56% of the time, the offender was a black or African-American male. 41.1% of the time, it was a white. 3%, it was the other races. But blacks, although they only make up 13% of our population, were responsible for 56% of all murders. And now these are estimate folks, but that's, that's alarming. I don't know what the adjustment, I don't know if it would trend up or trend down, but I think that's something to take into consideration. Remember I told you, you can't win the lottery as the most incredible chances of winning the lottery, you're not going to win it if you don't buy a ticket. So what happens when 56% of the time you get up to bat? Man, that's, that's a horrible analogy. I, I don't want to minimize the death of somebody. But 56% of the time they were black. And I, and I think that should be taken into consideration the possibilities of what a police officer, regardless of his race, and there are at least two studies that show that a black male is more likely to be shot by a black officer and a Hispanic officer before he will a white. I'm not prepared to dig into that. I've just been come across and I haven't really had a chance to really go in-depthly into those study. One was done by Obama in his Justice Department under Eric Holder. But back to what we're talking about, don't, don't you think that plays some significant role into the shootings of black males? I think it does. More than 73% of homicides for which the FBI received weapons data in 2000 involved the use of firearms. Handguns compromised 62.1% used in the murders and non-negligent manslaughter incidents in 2019. In 2019, 23% of homicide victims were killed by someone they knew other than family members. It's been known for a very long time that if you are black, more than most likely you're going to be killed by somebody black. If you're white, more than most likely that person is going to be white. It does show that, that on the table that uh, whites are killed at a rate two times more by blacks than whites killing blacks or being the offender in the situation. Uh, circumstances were known for 58.8% of murders for which supplementary, supplementary details were reported in 2019. So if you want to go more in depth to it, go to the FBI and look at their tables. And I would love to hear from you and see what you take from it. But there you go. I mean, blacks are not dying 
at the hands of police officers, not at a rate that if you are really concerned about black lives, that would be a place where that's not the place you'd want to start. So now let's look at the uh, Violency Policy Center and their study on black homicide victimization in the United States, 2018. They call this an epidemic, and uh, based on these stats, I do say they it is an epidemic. You know, those other figures that I was sharing with you, those were like your chances, like your chances of winning the lottery, the chances of being shot by a police officer. These are real numbers. These are, these are bodies. And uh, from their national data, and they say according to FBI SHR data in 2018, they referred to the FBI as I did, they said 7,426 black homicide victims in the United States. The homicide rate among black victims in the United States was 18.18 per 100,000 people. For that year, the overall national homicide rate was 4.92 per 100,000. So that was just the general rate. So not taking race into consideration, almost five people per 100,000 were killed. Blacks, on the other hand, accounted for 18 point, we'll say 18, it's closer to 18, 18 people per 100,000 uh, in comparison. For whites, the national homicide rate was 2.83 per 100,000. You know, much is made about the uh, killing by police officers that blacks are killed at a rate of almost two and a half times more. But look at that, black victims in the United States 18 out of 100,000 whites, almost three per 100,000. I mean, that's that's a six times increase. You never hear anything about that number, and yet it's it, much more impressive. Of the 7,426 black homicide victims, 6,314 or 85% were male. So that gets back into why males are so more likely to be shot than than females. You know, my, my personal take on that, I, I just think men have a greater capacity, regardless of race, for, for violence than females. That was That's just my thought, though. 1,111 of those people shot, or 15%, were female, which gives credence to that further chance thing that I showed you, where they're only like 1 in 33,000 uh, of a chance. I wish I was better at math so I could tell you I worked that math, but I did not. And one was of unknown sex, so... That, or, that, that community is uh, being represented. They didn't know what their sex was, and they didn't make any reference to their pronouns, so we don't have a clue as to who that 1% was. The report also goes on to say, for homicides in which the victim-to-offender relationship could be identified, 76% of black victims were killed by someone they knew. 728 victims were killed by strangers. Circumstances for homicides in which circumstances could be identified, 70% were not related to the commission of any other felony. Of these 51% involved arguments between the victim and the offender, and 11% were reported to be gang-related, all of them just overwhelmingly more than anything that happened between a black and a police officer, regardless of the race of the police officer. So there you go. Those are the stats that I pulled from my resources. What can we glean from that? I don't know. They That's just raw data. They don't give you any answers to the problem. But I can tell you that me personally, my personal opinion to focus your attention on, uh, on the police, 
because I mean you've got I mean let's give it a, a generous uh, estimate let's say it averages out about 250 I think it would be lower than that every year out of those people that are shot by police it comes down to about 250 and you know at least I want to believe that the majority of people shot by police regardless of race white or black that was justified so what is the number of people who were unjustly shot or were uh, where the police were at fault so I don't know you can do uh, simple mathematics if that comes down I've heard I've heard that as much as 15 percent hold on let me do that math and I'll get right back to you okay I had to hit my pause and uh, get my trusty calculator on my phone here 250 times 15 percent that comes to 37.5 so let's let's say that's 38 Okay, so if I did that mathematics right, what I did was I took uh, the amount of homicides, which was 7,426. I took the number 38, which would be 15% of all blacks that were shot that could have possibly been unjustly so or where the police were at fault. If you take that number and you divide it into 7,426 and you were successful at addressing those issues, you would have addressed 0 .005. Five one one seven one six less than less than a percent much less than a percent so and there is an epidemic I'm just saying is it where we're paying our attention to to this epidemic as the report called it and I don't discredit that one bit I do believe it's an epidemic if we are focusing our attention on police shootings man it just seems to be a waste of time if you could ever get to the root of the problem and I do have some thoughts I think it is the teardown of the nuclear family which is uh, a main uh, agenda of BLM on top of buying very expensive homes and the the founder of it can't I think she resigned I think she's got to go take care of those homes or something they're multi-million dollar houses black lives uh, were very profitable to her and yes I I don't hold much uh, love for, for BLM, hold a lot of love for people out there in the streets who are there, out there for the right reasons and the, and the true reasons, this cause. I have no problem with the mantra, but I do have a lot of problems with the organization. Okay, so I don't know. I wish I had the answers, but I think they're going to have to, like so often times, you know, we can partner up, we can come together, but man, the people who are being affected, and again... I, want, I would like to make the distinction between us, those people, regardless of their race, who really try to make this place better, who are out there working, raising their families properly, as opposed to those people who want to burn the world down. Isn't that what they said in that movie, Batman? Some people want to make the world, they want to build the world, and then other people just want it to burn. Those people who just want to tear it down and, and watch it burn, they are made up of black people, white people, Chinese people, all the peoples of the world. And on the other end of the spectrum, I hope there's enough of us left, black, white, Chinese, Indian, Asian, Pacific, Atlanta. Boy, I, I don't know all the categories, but I think you get the gist of what I'm trying to say. That when we talk about we, that's who I'm talking about. And unfortunately, when we have to have conversations like this, unavoidable. You have to break it down by white and black. So I think uh, I think my next podcast is why are people not 
outraged by the number of whites that are killed. And again, I hate to say that he's my black friend. He's my friend, Tim. And uh, I might, I might try to bring him in on it. He does not see the world everything like I do. We're very simpatico on a lot of things, and then some things we're not. That's why I call him a lot of times. I, I called him and told him what I was getting ready to cover. And uh, he agreed with some stuff. Some of the some of the stuff he didn't uh, gave me some awareness of the landmines I might be getting ready to step on. Which uh, man, I did take that advice at heart. And if I went ahead and stepped on them anyway, I did it under the full knowledge that I was getting ready to do so. Well, here we come. We've come to the end of uh, another episode. We're coming up on 30 minutes, and I'm always looking to see. I, I probably got one or two minutes that are going to be edited out when I play it back it sounds stupid maybe I said too many ums and too many ahs or maybe maybe I said something that I thought was totally irrelevant I do put a lot of thought into this people before I hit that publish button and if you found any value in this well good and if I, I just appreciate you spending the time it's time is uh very valuable so to think that you even cared to listen to me or what I had to say about anything I want you to know that I love people of all races, and I'm so grateful and thankful for this nation, for, for my black friends as well as my white friends. I'm meet, meeting some friends today for uh, lunch and haven't seen them in a while. I'm looking so forward to getting getting together with them. Listen, um, please, I hope you take this information in the, in the heart that it was provided. I hope it will give you some knowledge because I think we can all agree whatever it is we're doing, whatever we're pursuing, it's not working. Even with all the mantra of pigs in a blanket, fry like bacon directed at the cops, all the cadences that have been marched to and yelled about, what do we want? Dead cops. When do we want them? Right now. That is not saving black lives. As a matter of fact, they are pulling back from their duties, if you will. And they got good reason. They're just they're just people like me and you folks. Uh, many of them are looking at retirement. Nobody is wanting to be fingerprinted, go pulled in front of a court in inside of all the public scrutiny and worse yet, possibly going to prison for the rest of their lives. So people make mistakes. They do. You make mistakes at your job. I've made mistakes at my job. Unfortunately, some people's jobs, they deal with lives and they make mistakes. And for those who are racist, for those people who murder people with the badge, the good law enforcement would help you put them underneath the jail. So anyhow, that's, that's the way I see it. As my good friend Robert says, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. You're welcome to it. This is uh, this does not reflect any of the views of anybody that has anything to do with Anchor. These are my personal views, and I take full responsibility and accountability for them. With that, I'm going to ask you to, once again, have a wonderful day. Be safe. Be mindful of our police officers and what they have to deal with. Cooperate with them. I can't stress it enough. If something get sideways, please. You're going to have to double down on the politeness. And yes, sir, I've been there and done that. And I didn't get enough time to tell you that story. I'm not going to do that now. I've already taken way too much of your time up. So with that, I will bid you a fun to do and uh, wish you very well. God bless you. And please keep you safe till we come together again one more time on Over and Under. Bye.